blast off. Boom, baby. <laughs> Man, speaking of blast off, uh, one, it's road sodas. So hey. yeah, welcome, welcome. Uh, but two, I didn't realize that uh, one of our oldest and most faithful listeners is a noticed e- is an Elon simp. Yeah, and uh, you know, wanted to tell me that he made rocket. So. I guess, yeah. I guess, I guess thanks, I'm wrong. Thanks, I guess, Dad. I guess Elon's good. I guess Elon's good. I guess stealing money from uh, sex workers on PayPal's good. I guess having ten kids that you don't really raise most of them is good. I guess uh, having stakes in an emerald mine is good. I guess. Uh, oh, hey, spe- hey, 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 hey! <laughs> it, it's all about it's all about your perspective. If you're an 18th century baron, a lot of those sound really good. When one of uh, his test rockets blew up and took out a big chunk of a major California highway and and a, and a beach, and the state cleaned it up with state money, that's good. We like that. Yeah, that was your money. That was that was some of your money you went to do that. Yeah, I'm happy to yeah. do it. I'm happy to do it. Frankly, I'm glad Elon got to preserve his wealth. He don't, he certainly doesn't have the money to clean up his mess. Yeah, exactly. I bet uh you know, I bet he's trying to to think of some sort of energy scam to pull on California too. Oh, he's got one. He runs a fake uh solar panel company. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. It's it's uh th- And th- and that company is going to sell a shitload of panels, give lifetime warranties to everybody, and then close its doors in six months, just like every other solar panel company. It, it's already done that, except for the closing its doors. Nice. It's just kind of stringing people along. It do, it makes... So it's, its twist, its way of disrupting a market that doesn't need disrupting, is that uh, instead of having solar panels on your roof, the solar panels are your roof. They're underneath of your roof. They literally yeah. are the roof tiles. So therefore, if they fail, you have something. Yeah, that your you can't roof walk fails. on. Yeah, your roof yeah. fails. <laughs> a branch branch falls on it. Yeah, it, we have to replace the whole roof. I'm yeah. sorry. It's nice, and it's again, it's another thing where he like stole a bunch of fucking. Uh, hey, guess what? We made credits. your electrical system in your house. Also, the structure. Congratulations! Yeah. All the all the good luck trying to change that, dickhead. All the seed money stolen, government funds. But here's what matters: is I'm drinking a beer I've never had before that I actually haven't taken a sip of yet. Look at that, Jimbo. It's kind of a, it's a it's a Nepalese beer. So I got like a Nepalese Carmen San Diego on the front there. And let me just read yeah. you a little bit from this can. I think you're gonna like it. You can read Nepalese. I I didn't even know that those were words. Luckily, it's just in like a really. Uh, Callig- calligraphic font how do you it's calligraphy how would i can i make it calligraphic can i do that i'm doing it <laughs> yeah but yeah. it says gorka strong nepali beer embodies the bold spirit of heroic gorka soldiers gorka and then on the side here not gurka like the gurkas the fighting gurkas it's g-o-r-k-h-a but, uh you know what i i'm this is this is me being a Western back? dickhead. You pushing back? No, no, no. I'm not pushing back. I, I'm trying to correct you for reading the correct thing off of the beverage that you're drinking. <laughs> and like, the Gurkhas are guys in India, yes, but that's just like the sound that they they made when when like the English people came over and we were like, yeah, let's call it a G U R K H, yeah. Uh, no, it's Bombay. It's like it's actually Mumbai. They've been saying Mumbai this whole time, and you just called it Bombay for like a century and a half. You fucking dickhead. Is that real? Yeah, that's real. 
damn, I didn't know that. Oh, that yeah. sucks so bad. Oh, that's so funny. Well, uh, Madras is Chennai. Like, there, there's a bunch of just, you know, uh, the white people can't really pronounce that. Can we change that name to something else? It's like a million people live fucking there. Like, no, call it by its name. I don't care if it's Kuala Lumpur. Call it that. Well, here's the re- all the remaining stuff on the can. It's it's half a liter. It's six ounces. Or six, sorry, six percent. And then uh, we got three symbols here. We got your classic. Don't drive. It's you know car that's with a animal. line through it. Then it's a, no. a pregnant no, lady with that's, a slash that's through a it. Horse. But then eighteen plus baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, English speaking Nepalese Gorka beer. Yeah, I I don't know how this ended up in my house. Um, I but think the Gurkhas they get like special. I, I watched the Fourteen Peaks thing about the the Everest dude. He mm-hmm. was a Nepalese Gurkha, uh, but he got into like the the British military. I guess they still have like a a program where they're they're bringing oh. those guys in. I mean, you never really give up entirely with the imperialism. You know, like no nowhere really oh, pulls don't out. Don't forget fully. colonialism. I mean, there were no emperors; they were only kings. That's true. Queens. That's yeah, true. They were just. It was just a colonial kingdom. That shit's pretty nuts, man. And they just like took uh, their hats. They were like, "We're not going to dress like the the local culture here. We are going to take their hats, though. We're going to still be British gentlemen." But we're going to wear Indian hats. Yeah. You know why? Because we like tea. We made a specific time for it. Like, Imagine wanna... imagine if Englishmen did not have a taste for tea. <sighs> Honestly. <laughs> better the world might be. <laughs> yeah. Like the first ever corporation was the Dutch East India Trading Company, which was mostly for tea and other spices. But They like... started stocks, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like um, the amount of delay of capitalism would have been just spectacular. But uh, instead we're here, and it's good now. And it's good. Glad we're hitting the ideologies hard here. Well, we can take a a pivot onto more humorous terms. Are you familiar with Howie Mandel? (laughs) No, but uh, my girlfriend is. Have you you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? All right, so... (laughs) Where I first heard about Howie Mandel was from a show called Bobby's World. Absolutely. A great show. Yeah. And then I guess he he wanted to be Jeff Bezos, so he shaved off all his hair (laughs) except for a little patch. And I know he's got a thing about washing his hands. Yeah. He he, he didn't like his hair except for that little patch. Yeah. He uh, he hosted one version of Deal or No Deal. I think he's been a judge on... uh, America's the got ladies talent briefcases. for like yeah. 12 years, but are you f- well, aware of what he did? ladies without briefcases, yeah. Are, are you aware of what he did yesterday, which will be two days ago for the listener? Uh, no, I've I've been kind of wrapped up with the fictional mobster deaths. All right, well, well this, the, real, the real actors who played fictional mobsters dying. Yes, yes. Well, this is also some hard-hitting news. Apparently, he has a TikTok account and posted for several hours a video of a prolapsed anus. Wow. To uh to like that, millions that seems of like a hack. That's that seems like a hack. As of our recording this, he has yet to comment on it. And he has posted since. So no one's really sure what it was. I haven't looked up the video because I don't care to, but my understanding is that it was not pornography in the sense that it was not like a sex act. It was simply a prolapsed butt. Um 
I don't know. I can't think of like a yeah. More I have white not heard bre- about this. A white bread safer type of guy than Howie Mandel to just post. I mean, he's fucking Canadian. They're supposed to be yeah, polite. Also, like a germaphobe, you know, the anus yeah. prolapse. I feel like I feel like you got inside out, and and you don't you don't want that out there. You don't you don't want whatever's out here in there. You know that that seems that seems hazardous to to his mental being. It really does. It really knowing really how does. how fragile his his being is yeah considering that he was just that jerry curled motherfucker that was like the only live action guy in that bobby's world cartoon how far he's come since then yeah uh, also apparently he was the voice of gizmo in gremlins and gremlins 2 really i thought it was somebody else in gremlins 2 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they, could, they, they, they couldn't get. They couldn't afford to bring him back. He wanted too got, much yeah. money. Gizmo can't can't get somebody else to do that. Nope. Simply don't have the funds. So, what would you rather, Howie Mandel, have uh, you know? Kind no, of honestly, showed, showed for multiple hours. Like, what I'm orifice thrilled. should he show? No, I'm I'm thrilled. Don't get me wrong. Okay. News right, has great. been so dark for the past. I don't know. Six years. So these little puff pieces. You're only going back six years? 2016? That's I, that's all you got? I didn't tune in before then. Oh, the Obama time? Yeah, back when shit was happening that we didn't report on. Well, that's Ooh. the thing, is that I was unaware of what was going on then. Yeah, mostly, the shadowy cabal. Mostly yeah, due to heavy drinking and uh, just, you know, not doing my own research. Yeah, being in your 20s. I get it. Yeah, I so, was there. So now that I know all this fucked up shit we did, I am mad about that time period. It's just, you know, it's not fresh. But uh, this that's a fun Wait, story. you were mad about Howie Mandel back then? Or now he bridged the gap. He, this is his apology. Yes. This is all right, his, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, treat, we'll treat it as his apology. Yeah, when Robert Daddy Jr. like came back and did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang after he like had his drug problem all wrapped up, and we we're like, hey, I thought that was Val back. Kilmer. Well, Val, Val Kilmer's the other fella. Robert <laughs> the Daddy other Jr.'s... fella that came back after his drug problem, and we were like, oh, all right. Nice. Way to go, Val. Kept, he, then he kept getting worse and fatter. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. he did. R.I.P. Is he dead? Sure. I don't think he's dead. I think he just had throat <laughs> cancer and can't talk. All right. <laughs> His what voice else? is dead. But uh yeah, a- a- another news story that I'm I'm curious as to your take cuz it's it seems to be a lot of Jimbo centric topics. Okay. The former prime minister of Japan got Shinzo got, Abe. Yeah, he got got by Yeah, by, by a, a dude guy who, with a ho- homemade gun. <laughs> yeah. That from the pictures of it appears to be 70% tape. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, so people yeah. are doing pretty crazy stuff. I mean, there's not just duct tape out there. There's that gaffer tape, gorilla tape. Whew. Yeah, it's good stuff. The list goes on. The tape tech is out of control. Mm. But I just wanted to know. Uh, wh- I don't know anything about Japanese politics, um, so I don't know if this guy <laughs> was generally liked or disliked, or if he was a bad person or not. In general, if you're a leader of a country, you're a narcissist. To some capacity, and you've probably done some fucked up shit. But yeah, I don't know. You don't specific- want to do the right thing. You like you're far enough along in your political career yeah. where you've like sold your soul. Like you're done. Yeah, you could be like a small town mayor and be like a decent person, but like you have to really make some compromises to get up there. So, but so I I don't really know now, anything about this guy's look, politics. 
I'm editorializing a little bit, but I think there was religious implications in his assassination. Mm. Like I think it, it was like a Christianity type type dealy. I did see that. I, I, I did no research before this because I just wanted the hot Jimbo take. Other than I looked at the pictures of the guns and the picture of the guy's outfit, he was a full hype beast. Impressive. That's not usually what your assassins, your your presidential assassin or prime, your political assassins. They're not always dressed like that. But uh, I I think I saw that he was part of like some weird cult. Is that true? Or associated with one? The the Shinzo Abe? No, the assassin. Because it was like oh, uh, I, I don't know. The, I don't speak Japanese, and I think that guy only does the Japanese. I, I, I've only talked to him, and I've only heard him speaking Japanese. <laughs> you spoke so with him on the yeah on this the is phone. hot off the presses. <laughs> no, uh, I I only saw it as well, and I was like, ah, Shinzo Abe. Like, I know a couple of things about the former prime minister of Japan. I didn't realize that like he was this much hated for something that I. Like it, the reason he's controversial in America is because he wanted to be kind of less than apologetic about World War II. He's like, we're fucking two generations removed. Fucking give it up. All right. You know, just the same way you bring up like the Holocaust to Germans now. They're just like, yes, we didn't do it. We're really fucking sorry. Like, but it wasn't <laughs> us. Yeah. Our grandparents uh, it, did that. It's not cool, but they did it. But, but I'm my grandpa g- was kick-ass. Like, yeah, I'm just I, letting you know. That's I, my perspective. I'm just a guy named Klaus. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, he was, from from our winning World War II viewpoint, Like it's like, hey, you're getting into nationalism again. That, that got you into trouble back in the 30s. Yep. And, and from their point of view, it's just like, can we just move past and be like Japanese people? Like, can it? Can a Japanese person have pride in being Japanese? Yeah. I feel like that's a and, reasonable request. Yeah. And that's where I figured the guy was coming from. I don't yeah. know. He shook hands with plenty of Americans. Like, he seemed cool with us. And even yeah. if he wasn't, like, cool. It's his island. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really appreciated the vagueness of the official press release from, like, someone within the Japanese government that was, the dude had done some target practicing a couple days before he fi- uh, before he pulled it off uh, out in the woods, and then the day before had done more target practicing on the uh, outside wall of an undisclosed organization's building, and then like a- another non-official statement mentioned a cult. So I'm wondering if there's some sort of cult that was like he was doing some target practice at their like outside gun range. Yeah, and- I mean the news article ha- that I half read. Yeah, it was like. It was he was at some sort of uh, talk. I think it was a religious talk or like a talk mm. to a religious group. But they were like a Christian group, like a universalist or something. All right. I know that yeah, they, the. I'm surprised that the gun people. I'm surprised the gun fired multiple times. I feel like a lot of times those homemade guns are kind of one shots and they explode on you. But uh, I guess he pulled See, off fella, a lot. That's that's where your limited knowledge gets you. One yeah. shot cannon. Uh, to ever hear of a Derringer? Yeah. Yeah, that's two barrels. Two bullets. Well, yeah, Except but they can, barrels. Still, they can still blow up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's very true. I'm just saying. Uh, you come I, at them with one of those uh, ph- phalangers or whatever that the Portuguese had in the 1500s that was just like 18 barrels strapped together. Hell yeah. yeah. According to cannons, man. According to my coworker today, 
um, the last time there was any sort of political assassination done in Japan, it was in the 60s, and the guy used a sword just because guns are so hard to come by oh, it was in, in Japan. in the 1860s. <laughs> I wish, man. In the Edo period. That'd be a real, that'd be a long run of political, what's the opposite of unrest? Is it just rest? Well, political rest? <laughs> so this is the, the like, the head or... What you're saying is the last political assassination to happen. This is what I was told by a guy I work with. So I'm talking even less research than the no research I already did. Yeah, that that is like a... a, Let me me look into it. it. Even lead with citation needed. Like, don't even put that at the end of the statement. Start with... No, um... The reason the reason I'm saying that is, you know, they had an emperor up until like 1989... So it's really hard to take out the head of state when it's just one guy from like the 30s to the 80s. That's true. Yeah. That really does limit your... But I guess he, your... this guy wasn't the prime minister at the time, so he was former. Who goes after former heads of state? Come on. Dude, damn. Yeah. It was 1960. He got chopped up with a sword. The, the prime minister did. Um... Because, like, if this is just a House of Representatives guy, like, this is just a one of 538 congressmen, like, who gives a shit? Like, those guys get chopped up by swords all the time. So he was the first general secretary of the Japanese Socialist Party, um, which is the party leader or chairman. So he was the head of... The commissar, if you will. Yeah, and then he got... uh, Damn, it was on stage. Yeah, we still had a big presence uh, back in 60, and, and we didn't like communists back then. I mean, we still don't like communists in this it country. It was a 17-year-old right-wing ultra-nationalist, which... Uh, that, that sounds about right for the enemy of a communist. Yeah. The, the, those two groups do not go to the same concerts. Damn, they. Uh, it, was, it was during a debate. And they just aired it and then kept replaying it unedited over and over again. Just this dude getting stabbed on stage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And what do you think? TV was I mean, different back Do you think that then, had man. an yeah an impact <laughs> on their culture at all? I mean, I mean, I know dropping bombs on them definitely had an impact on their culture. Losing, losing that war. Yeah. Like uh, us humiliating them the way we did. But, you know, for those people to just broadcast and rebroadcast and they're like we have another angle on it i mean they haven't had one for let's go to the exmo s- they, they, they they went let's 60, go to the exmo on went, the bud wire they, jesus <laughs> they went 62 years without another one so maybe that's the key maybe that's why we televised jfk so much yeah but how was that so that guy was politically assassinated or just hacked by a nut job i mean that's a real fine line there isn't it (laughs) yeah yeah it is (laughs) like did that was that guy a politician i mean he was the head of a communist party yes socialist party social yeah sorry sorry slightly different yeah very (laughs) very 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 different i forgot at the time forgot at the time they were different they are now both boogeymen to the united states but at the time communism they have a very fluid boundary they really do. They really yeah. do. So, my bad. It's okay. That's but okay. But anyway, I don't think that that was a political assassination knowing nothing about it. I'm just saying. 
You think that the politician who was killed on stage during a political debate was not I d- done? I don't think he was political... a politician. I think he wanted to be a politician. Uh, and I don't think that that's the last politically motivated murder. No, that's... Which I think you could call an yeah. assassination. I would agree. There's no way that's true. Yeah. But, uh, but hey, you heard it from a coworker. You heard it here first, folks. I really right did. Ben's coworker. Yep. Some guy I know. Some guy at the office. Yeah. So that was that was fun. Um, we didn't talk about Biden falling off a bike. That was from a couple weeks ago. But uh, yeah, he I, did that. I he's, took my bike. Old. I took my bike out and I shot it. I shot my bike in solidarity with the president. Um, nice. I uh, I went out and stood in a bike lane in his mm. honor. Uh, Actually, a bunch of cyclists. Yeti did take a huge shit in a bike lane. Good. Uh, a couple of days after that, and it was he tried to take a shit in the middle of the road while we were crossing it, and so I had to drag him while he was shitting. Yeah, it's uh, hard to explain roads to dogs. They're just like, this is a lot of space, but you know, it's a tough surface to go on. But yeah, damn, do I like this space? Yeah, and so I was just pulling him while he was in full dog poop crouch mode, and uh, yeah, I stopped once I hit the bike lane. I cleaned it up, but, you know, some of it was in the middle of the road. There was traffic. I abandoned that. I abandoned it. Sue me. Sue me. I would have abandoned all of it. That's probably true. That is probably true. Yeah, but you're an honorable man. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of... It feels weird cleaning up human-sized shits, because that's what my dog makes, in a city that is famous for being covered in human-sized shits. Like, if you know anything yeah. about San Francisco, you know that it's absolutely... We have a map. There's, like, you can report human poop. There's, like, a heat map you can look up of where the poop is. Yeah, my brother described that as, like, the most San Francisco solution to a problem is you don't address it at all. You just create, like, a an easy way for people around the city to report human shit and not actually clean it up. That's, that is very eloquent of your brother to point out because that is 100% accurate. Uh, that I mean, is... he dropped a few more f bombs saying it, but yeah. Well, still, it's the the, the analogy is very elegant. It is exactly yeah. uh, that is it, yeah. We'll make an app that's very San Francisco. We'll complain about it very San Francisco, and we will do nothing very San Francisco. That's like we've. So we've I think it. you can put a different spin on it. Uh, just to go on one more tangent about San Francisco. Absolutely. Uh, so people like to say, you know, Boston and some of the the eastern cities here with with our crooked streets and and narrow alleys and whatnot are more like European cities. Uh, but now you can say like San Francisco and places like Seattle and Portland are are a lot more like European cities, uh, just in the 1300s and and before. You know, yeah, people just shoot through their shit into the street. Yes, we've got lots of shit. It's very European. I mean. This isn't unique to San Francisco, but we all, we have a plague. Europe famously had a f- bunch of plagues. You, know? you got the you got you got some pox. I mean, there's that whole fake monkey. I mean, it's not fake, but the like the monkey pox thing is very stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's a good name. Whoever came up with that name, like, I hope they're getting royalties because it is damn, a pretty good name. It's it's got a good post COVID ring. I would listen to monkey like we just need yeah we just needed a comical virus to come out after covid yeah I would totally listen to monkeypox um they'd probably be a little too 
a little too heavy for my tastes. They'd probably be a little too uh, like grindy, but monkeypox would be fun to see live, I think. But uh, you like the groove set rather than the grind set. Yeah, twenty twenty percent of, of the of the company that I work for got COVID last month. So now, granted, that is two people, but still, <laughs> that, that hey, that's a big percent. So we've got the plague. We've got uh, opium swooping in, which I think Europe didn't have at that time necessarily, but did have. We've got uh, shit in the streets. Yeah. We've got buildings. Yeah pressed real close together we've got a lot of people living in the streets this is all very yeah it's european that's yeah. very european medieval. very european medieval europe that's huge that is huge i should get a chariot or a carriage <laughs> a ziggurat is what you need I'll, now i know what a ziggurat is but for the listener <laughs> it's a citadel with also religious implications from uh, ancient babylon samaria i think for cool. a crescent area definitely Sick. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I I think I should also get some sort of uh, rickshaw that Yeti can pull me around in. I know that's not thematically accurate. I just want one. Yeah, because you don't want to hurt the fella, you know, riding him. I mean, I'd get you a saddle and, and you know, we try to put it on him. It's just I don't think he could make him go. Probably not. He does love wearing his backpack. Loves wearing his backpack. But uh, a, a saddle plus you call a person. It his backpack? It's a backpack. It's not a... It's got it's got saddlebags on either side. It's got oh nice yeah. It, but a leash hook as well. I mean that that's like the harness for the leash, right? It's got that and a handle. But we okay. He, he, so he, we can't use the handle because the thing inside of it's too heavy. I don't know why there's a handle on it. It's very <laughs> on steep. that side on the on the four X dog uh, yeah. vest. I, we, we've done a lot of uh, like previous work history talk. Uh, one company that I worked for for three weeks that I've not addressed is I worked for a very scammy um, Amazon-based company. Uh, we didn't work. F- I didn't work for Amazon, but it was just complete- call it an internet-based scam. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it completely existed on Amazon, and I had to lie and say that I was in Grand Junction, Colorado. And I had a little widget on my computer. Colorado, that's a goofy name. I had a little widget that said what the outside weather was like because I had to tell, they'd be like, oh, you're getting a lot of snow right now. And I'd be like, oh, totally, because I was in Boston. And the timing was obviously, you know, different time zones. And And uh, the sports teams were different. And, and, you know, people love to talk about that to male voices. Yeah, absolutely. And... I, yeah, so in addition to having to lie about all that stuff, we also had to lie that we weren't just buying their products and reselling them for, like, what, what companies will do Markups. on there. Well, but not, we'd, we'd undersell their prices. Let's say they sell something for $10 on Amazon. We would buy it at a wholesale price of $8 and then sell it on Amazon for $9. So we would sell it for less than they were selling it for and turn a profit by lying to them because I was supposed to say that we only had brick and mortar stores and did a little online reselling. Yeah. And, but we, and, we did you not know, have... You, a, you gave them a couple of photos of the store to, to see dude, because that dude, grift could work back then. <laughs> it's even worse than that. At the warehouse in Grand Junction where they would repackage all the stuff, that that they bought and then sold to their Amazon store. They had a fake retail store room that was dressed up with a register. And if I had any uh, like 
company representatives for any of the companies that we bought stuff from that wanted to come by and look at the store to confirm that it was real, I would have to tell my boss who would then get several warehouse employees to go over some dressed as customers, some dressed as employees and like pretend that's an elaborate. You're like on a, the sting level ruse. It like, was the it's, sting. It's it's an order. Yeah. But but for like quarters on, yeah. you know, a massive scale. Yeah, I don't talk about this job enough because it was I, one. I feel guilty it's that nuts. I got I got this fucking dude. I only was there for three weeks, and once I figured out how insanely fucked up it was, I quit. But uh, the reason I bring it up, I'll get back to it in a second. But uh, one of the things that I had to buy for you know a nickel and sell for a dime was uh, a bunch of pet accessories, Hope. and w- one of which. One of those accessories, I, bird harnesses of various bird sizes, so you can walk your bird outside, but also dog life jackets. What and, was the smallest bird harness? Dude, they were pretty fucking little. They really were. Like, <laughs> well, birds get small. Yeah, like they were real tiny. But the were big- there any uh, rolling rolling like fish balls that were clear? It's like <laughs> I don't want to take my fish on a walk. Come on, come on. <laughs> Hell yeah, or just like a skateboard you strapped to the bottom of a turtle just to speed it up a bit. <laughs> there you go. But the biggest dog life jackets were for like Yeti-sized dogs, and they had like 10 handles on them. It's they like were if, for if men, this, yeah. Well, if this dog goes over, one person's not getting it out of the water. <laughs> We're going to need like... Uh, the the yeah. whole boat has to get out and get the dog no, back like, in the water. <laughs> you look at that dog like Quint looks at the fucking great white it's like <laughs> exactly you know you see you see one one of his dog parents grab onto the vest and you're like not with one parent yeah not with two parents <laughs> <laughs> never never stay down with three parents i'll give you the face the paws <laughs> the whole damn dog yeah um, uh, so some of the other fucked the up best. shit, I, I'm just going to go into this job because I, I was living with you while I did this, and I don't even well, know how got, much. How, I think it was like a distraction, honestly. So is, I was, I was what, miserable at Marshall's working second shift, and so a guy that I'd worked with at Newbury Comics was like, hey, I'm working at this place. We do this thing. <laughs> and it's great. It's, you know, the hour you can start, you, you know, you, you work 40 hours, but you start whenever you show up, basically. So you can kind of set your own hours. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. And it was a pay cut from Marshall's, but I just hated it there so much that I was like, I'll whatever, I'll do that. I'll take pay cuts to do something that's better, maybe. Yeah, and it was in the city. I didn't have to drive to Woburn every day. And uh, yeah, so I, you know, I, I started there and uh, it was four of us. Yeah, and like the I don't know the fifty second floor I think of the Prudential Building, so pretty high up. And uh, the owner of the company had the office that took up the entire wall with the view. So the rest of us, even though he was never there, he would come in at like four p.m. But none of us got to look out the window. We all just got to be in a room with no windows, looking at a room yeah. that had windows. So just not taking advantage of the fifty second floor aspect at all. And yep. then the the reason he came in late, he had been he had been a doctor, like a medical he was doctor. A con man. His name was Henry Gondor, but the, I doubt that was his real name. <laughs> he he he'd been a medical doctor, not like a doctor He did the wire out in Chicago. Not like a doctor that where you're like, I'm a doctor and it's like you find out they're like a doctor of philosophy. No, no. He was like a medical doctor who then like met a guy who came up with some algorithm. They kept referring to this very like, oh, you just got to trust the algorithm. 
It was very weird and hush hush. And that like he wrote a program that just told us what to buy and what and like what to buy it for and stuff like that. And I end up getting to know all the like ins and outs of the coding of the Amazon because you can like you got to like report when the UPC is wrong and all this. It's a whole it was a huge yeah. pain in the ass. They also tried to get me to read Getting Things Done. They gave me a copy of Getting Things Done and told me to read it, which is like it's like now nah, I already did that. It's like semi. I didn't, I didn't read it. I got things done. In it's my like life. cult of personality, culty. It's not like cult, cult. Yeah. But it's it's like, yeah. It's it's that whole like let's uh, optimize it's, the it's human hotel brain. conference room pep talk. Yeah. It sucks. Like yeah. <laughs> the next step is Tony Robbins. You read this book and then you Tony Robbins, and uh, and so I just did not read. I I tried to read it because at the, at that time I did not know what it was. And so I started reading it, and I was like, oh, this is a bunch of hokum and bullshit, and I'm not getting paid to read it. Like, like I'm not on it's the clock test. reading it. You failed the test. Well, they did say that they were going to ask me about it, and they never did. Um, but I was only there three weeks. That was also a test, and they failed that test. Yeah. I remember there was a guy, we, we bought, a, uh, like, baby car seats, like, like, like they might have been for strollers and stuff too. But I think it was just car seats. Ripping off people who are making baby car Dude, seats. Dude, the guy's name was Thor, and he was from Alabama, and he was exactly what you wanted out of a man named Quick, Thor strong and from active. Alabama. Yeah. It was great. And we he he would talk to me on the phone all the time. He was like, "Man, one day I'm gonna come on up to Colorado there, and you and me we're gonna have a beer." And I was just like, "No, we're not. <laughs> not at all." Uh, yeah. And then uh, the Neff, if you if you know the Neff brand, they make like hats and watches yeah. and shirts and shit. That guy would come through Grand Junction all the time and try to take me to lunch. And he was like, "So, what are you doing uh, tomorrow for lunch or today? What are you doing today uh, yeah, for lunch?" And I was business. like, "Ooh, you, you um, a network? I'm busy." Like he he'd be like, "What are you doing all of next week for lunch?" It's like, "All right, um, the office, other things, bought us lunches. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I don't. I'm not here right now. I don't know. I yeah. He was getting hip to your game, and you're a nice fella. Yeah. And then uh, the owner also. The reason he came in so late. Nice was voice. He claimed People that he want to take it out to lunch. He have claimed a beer with it. <laughs> that I mean, I would have. That's the thing. I would have liked to have a beer in Colorado with this gentleman. But uh, the reason that the owner came in late. And the owner was like, I don't know, in his mid thirties. He wasn't very, he, you know, he was a fairly young man. Oh, he, this is a budding Bond villain. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, okay. And and he uh, claimed that he could never wake up. Like he tried all the all the all the stuff. He just couldn't get himself to wake up. And so now his current setup. And I believe this guy was married. And just I think he had like I think he slept in a different room from his wife. But he a had crypt. like, well, he had a super loud alarm and strobe lights and like a giant air bladder under his mattress that would physically like shove the mattress off of the bed frame every morning he according no, to that, him that's a clown yeah that's the way peewee herman gets out of bed yeah so <laughs> he wanted us to think that basically his genetics were so fucked up that he shouldn't exist because if you can't wake up from danger like you shouldn't be alive that, that you should have been bred that, out of existence. That's an easy. That's an easy con, though. I like that one. I like well, yeah, the. I can't get up. That's why I show up at three p.m. What are we gonna day. do? Go to his house. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, it was not every day. He would show up like once a week at four p.m. and then he'd be like, "Oh, I get here at like seven p.m. Other days, it's like, no, you don't, and that's fine. Just don't lie to me about it." And then he bought Soylent. 
when Soylent first hit the market, he bought Soylent, and so I I sucked. Yeah, back. he made the algorithm. Yeah, I sucked back a Soylent when it was like a brand new thing, and I was like, I was the only one in the office, I believe, who had seen Soylent Green, so no one else knew. I still yeah. can't believe there was a product called Soylent. I guess there is. I think it's still around. But uh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and those guys are scam artists as well. Their whole fa- that whole fake. Uh, they were supposed to be engineers that uh, wanted to just make it make food that you could just like you know that would sustain you, but you didn't have to do it. Like just easy to consume food, so you get back to engineering. They were all marketing guys. So, bunch yeah, of went to North East. Engineer a protein. Well, that's the thing is that we've fungus. had we've had insure we've had liquid diet foods for like eighty years. It's just that they made a bullshit one that gave everybody gas, like horrific intestinal problems, and uh, you can't live off of at all. Uh, if you're currently buying Soylent, don't don't switch to a liquid diet for one thing, um, uh, unless you medically have to yeah, switch to a soup diet. I mean, you gotta you gotta get some solids with the liquids. Yeah. Get it, you know, get start that, start there. Yeah, just start there. Go first thick thick bisques, then you get your, your your more liquidy stews, and then get down to a nice watery soup. But uh, you yeah, that job second. That job fucking sucked. I uh, yeah, no, it was nuts. But the reason I thought it was a distraction for you was like, yeah, like going down to the Prudential Center, you got to bike and dick with people on Com Ave, on arguably the most dangerous stretch of of uh bicycle territory for a cyclist in in massachusetts yeah it was in october so it was like you know kind of cold and uh, i remember the mall was getting ready for you know like i had to walk through the mall and it had like it's halloween stuff up and yeah, that uh, mall got really i mean it was always really nice but it got even nicer yeah and i remember they were like hey when you when you first start you're going to be on probation basically for like six weeks where everything you go to buy is going to get run through your manager like you, you, you do everything, and then they're just going to double check a hundred percent of it, and they're actually going to be the one who clicks. You buy. think you get the coffee? You don't get the coffee. Well, dude, after about two and a half weeks, they were like, "Hey, man, you're doing great. We're going to go ahead and let you. We're going to give you the keys to the kingdom. You can now officially spend whatever you want. Your company credit card's going to be on the way." Yeah, was- and so me knowing, you know, the the postscript of this, it's like. Two and a half weeks, then you get like two days with the two full days with the system. You're like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, it was the only time I've quit a job with no warning. I called at the end of it was actually it was funny. There's only four of us in the office, and uh, this one girl was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go down and grab a drink at the bar because it was like a Friday." And uh, she's like, "If you guys want to come," I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." And so we're all walking across the street, and uh, I had called my boss once we got down to the first floor of the mall and i was like hey uh today was my last day i'm out of here i left all my stuff there and then we'll, so like we'd left work i made the call on the walk to the bar and then we sat down at the bar and i was like guys i just quit and they're just like what <laughs> like huh yeah i'll yeah. see you later yeah i think they saw, thought i Probably was like, talking to, i think they th- thought i was talking to my mom or something because i was like i just gotta make a call real quick they're like all right and i just like dropped back like 15 feet and just followed yeah. her to the bar yeah nice yeah, um, I remember my boss. I won't say her name, but she had a ve- like a very uncommon name. Um, yeah, it sounds like it was from another country. No, she was American. It was just like a crazy fucking name. And I had to use her credit card that she just gave me all the numbers and her name for and the address. And so I constantly had to read off how to spell her name because it's 
a really weird name. Like, yeah. if you know, if I said my name's Ben, they'd be like, "Oh, Ben, got it." But this was a weird name. Even and, Benjamin, you could still. Uh, and get so, there. I wasn't using the NATO phonetic alphabet. No, no, no. I was going. Yeah, well, you, buck we wild. never do. I was going yeah. buck wild. I was going full super troopers, and the other three people would be on the phone just trying to not laugh. Where I'm like, elephant, P. As in, please, I think please works. Um, there was an X, and I was like, X, as in, it's got to be xylophone, right? Like, I would, like, confer with the person. I was like, is there any other? I, I could have done X-ray. Fuck. Fuck. Like, I was, yeah. Because <laughs> at that point, yeah. I was just like, I, I, fire me. I don't care. <laughs> Surveying's like that, just except you only ever get to talk to one person nice. about, you know, the NATO phonetic stuff. Yeah. Or you develop your own system of acronyms. That's what you need. Yeah. A little shorthand amongst friends. Well, you got to know your audience. Yeah. And the the last thing I've got on this is that I think like two or three times a week we had a, a group call where we would call on the group on Skype or something. The, the people who had our job working in the Grand Junction, Colorado location. And at the, the imposters. End, well, they were real. <laughs> they... There were like 10 buyers there, and then we were the four in Boston for no, some fucking I'm, I'm reason. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm talking about the guys who faked the the store guys, like the oh, fake yeah. customers. Oh, they, they, and- <laughs> yes. Those imposters. Yes, absolutely. Because we were also imposters in just a different way. But uh, And at the end, one of them would then lead the rest of them in yoga. And because we weren't there to participate in the yoga, we were allowed to take 10 minutes to ourselves because yeah. it was the first time I would became exposed to the uh, if your mouse isn't moving uh, or you're not typing, we know you're not doing anything. Nice. Yeah. And so even if you were like on a phone call, you had to like keep your mouse moving. Like if you were on a call like with a customer or a, I guess a, a vendor. And uh, and, no, and then lastly, there were uh, 49 people total that worked at the warehouse in Grand Junction and Four of us plus the, the plus the owner in Boston, and it was it was intentionally forty nine because if the owner thought it, if you hit fifty under under you know U.S. law, then you had to start giving healthcare. And uh, on my last day, I was or I, th- th- he wanted to do an exit interview, so I did it over the phone. And uh, I was like, by the way, I'm a hundred percent going to whistleblow on the fact that it's not it's it's for the total company it doesn't matter where they're based so you have over 50 employees you have to provide benefits and uh he was like just give me a couple days to get that set up don't report me give me a couple days and then a week later i got a message from my buddy being like hey we have health care now in case you want to come back <laughs> so that at least like, works no no I, d- I did that one for you yeah that one's for you bud yeah. like I, I live got the to- lie <laughs> I got to take a completely morally bankrupt business and at least maybe help the 54 people who work there. Yeah, who need keep, it? Keep a little bit of more of their money. I'm sure it came with a pay cut, though. I'm sure they all, like, we'll provide benefits, but you're all making $2 an hour less or something. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that was at a real low point in my life, men- mental health wise. I just wasn't doing so hot. And so that job really took a lot out of me. <laughs> it's not good going into winter with, with, yeah, all that either. Yeah. But then right after that, I moved to San Francisco. So, yeah, you did. Yeah. 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 Fuck you, Boston winter. Suck my ass. <laughs> uh, 
man. Yeah. That that kind of reminds me of uh, you know, I was I was thinking about how how you quit, and I was like, yeah, I I did that once, and I had been at the job for like six months. Yeah. And I just sent an email. I was like, this is resignation. My my laptop's on the desk. Yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> If you like if you like your coworkers and your boss, or you're staying in the same field and you want to give two weeks, that's great. But you don't have to. Jobs don't the, give you two weeks yeah. when they fire you or lay you off. So the soulless the soulless entity that is the company that you work for. Yep, won't won't give you that. Not benefit. at all. Not at all. So so yeah yeah. Just sort of you know just do what you do what you want to do. Yeah. Also. It, I know we said this before, but like, if you don't like your job, go find a new one because uh, they're out there. Everybody's hiring. Yeah, but also don't expect that whole like, if you like your job, you you, you won't work a day in your life. That's fucking bullshit. Just yeah, got, all work is work. Yeah, you just got to get to a point where you don't hate your job and it lets you do fun shit outside of work. Like that's the work life balance everyone's talking about. Like, yeah, like job, finding rakes in the woods. That's what yeah. I do. Dude, that's, you, you that's, find a you find a good rake, whoo, whoo, can't find a price on a good, good rake wood. and an okay trowel. <laughs> All right, um, what makes it okay? I'm just. It had clearly been flattened by the tracks of an excavator, ah. so it was a flat blade trowel. Had no scoop to it. Okay, S- still good for digging and chopping and whatnot. Sure, just just not your perfect trowel. I love it. I love it. I love a good woods find. <laughs> uh yeah that that one was a nice snag yeah did you ever find anything in the woods behind your house as a kid that like shouldn't have been there other than probably angry neighbors no and like porn and stuff no because it was just one guy and he owned the land and he didn't want us back there what a dick every time we were back there we were trespassing but like we knew he didn't go back there because we could fucking see yeah yeah I remember we would dig holes in the woods behind my house all the time. You and I really got in there a few times. Yeah. Just really just digging some big holes. And I'd, we'd find like <laughs> bits of metal. Like, yeah, you'll have that. Like a hundred yards back in the woods, we just find some metal. And it's like, how did this get here? Like, what was here at one point? I don't know. I'll never know. Yeah. There was Sometimes a collapse. Just living, there was a collapsed stone the bridge. Lives, man. Yeah, back by that Collapse. stream. There's a collapsed stone bridge way down there. It's like, what? What's that about? It's just woods now. What's going on there? Somebody wanted to ford this this stream and didn't feel like walking through it back in the day. Didn't want to but ferry. How, but how far back? When was when was there a road through there? I gotta know. The seventies, probably. Probably wasn't that far. Those, <laughs> it's always those, the seventies. Those woods grow pretty fast. So those those super tall trees probably weren't even all that old. But uh, uh. 70s are fresh on my mind because of some some recent watches. Go Not gonna on. lie, go on. I watched some really mediocre movies recently. Hit me, baby, with that sweet sweet list. All right, uh, I'll I'll start with the one that uh, it's it's more of a buddy like action film, but uh, it's Watch Out, We're Mad. It's an Italian, I think mainly Italian production. Uh, but the, you know, it was all overdubbed in English and it came out, I think in 79 or 60, maybe or 69 or 70. And, uh, it's got like a big Italian baritone guy with a beard and, and a blonde guy with, with blue eyes and they get into a scrap right off the bat. Uh, there's this rally for a dune buggy and 
one of the guys uh, tries to up upend the other guy's car, but they end up tying for the doom buggy. They come they come in like tied for first, so they have to share it, and they go to have like a way to to see who gets it once and for all because the race wasn't enough clearly, and they go to a big American circus, which is right next to their their auto auto area of course and uh and they they want to enter into a beer and hot dog competition now there's there's no competition going on there's no july 4th because this was filmed in italy so like yeah people didn't know what hot dogs were really honestly i know people didn't know what hot dogs were because when you see the plate of hot dogs that the bartender puts down it's just like kielbasa like it's just cut up like six inch length kielbasa, like cut up and stacked onto a plate. Like that's it. No bread. Thick no, or thin? No, thick. Thick? Like yeah. And yeah. Any, any mustards? Yeah. Like or forearm like, size. Just a plate of fucking thick meat. Thick meat. That's oh. it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I was like, uh, I I think this wasn't filmed in America. Uh, seeing oh, those no, hot dude, dogs. That's a, that's a San Francisco style hot dog eating competition. But anyway, uh, hello. hello? <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Whew. <laughs> Man, almost almost snuck right by me, and then <laughs> and yeah, poked me in the back. Yeah, keep going. I, I, I'm inve- I was just looking up the cover for it. Uh, I'm uh, yeah, watch out. We're mad. Uh, so the mafia, which I guess is run by an English guy, but it's it dressed completely like the guys on on your can. On your Gorka beer. Okay. Just Carbon San Diego's running around. Just Darkwing Ducks. Just stilettos. Yeah. Everywhere. Hell yeah. Yep. Just zoot suits and, and yeah, <laughs> wide hat brims. Tilted at a jaunty angle. Oh, yeah. Uh, but these guys just smash everything in, in the fair. Like everybody else runs out. These guys are like, it's a fucking competition. I mean, we, we got to settle this. And we're, we're here to and bash I mean, some kielbasa. <laughs> The reason, the reason, like I, I told you, it was in the seventies. Uh, yep, is is because like their their humor moved a little slower, and especially the B movies from oh, other no. countries, like oh, this no. one is. Oh no! No, I, no, it's it's just a lot more. Uh, I don't know, forced. I'll say. Oh, okay. But but some of some of the forced nature of it, it's like mafios. It's just gratuitous. Like these guys going ham on just windows of some building, and and then like they must have shut down a delicatessen, and it was like, hey, uh, you're gonna be closed forever because <laughs> we we need one take in here, but uh, we're gonna destroy everything. It's gonna be one hell of a take. Yeah, but anyway, uh, they they decide to to settle their argument. Like they, you know, they put the the hot dog eating competition on hold. Uh, to deal with these mafioso because they're they're trying to get them out of the out of the bar, and these guys run train on all of them, and this happens several times throughout the movie. Like ten dudes run at them, and it's a comedy movie, and and one of the guys is he's big, but he's also he portly. Lo- like he, he doesn't have endurance. Yeah, dude, they are unstoppable in so many ways. They're they're beyond superheroes. They're they're seriously from like a, a Thor realm. Fuck they're, yeah! They're, whatever the Italy version of of Thor's Norway is, like they're they're there. I can't help but notice that the big guy's name is Ben. Apparently, the character, yeah, allegedly. 
Yeah. Uh, I'd give that movie six and a half out of uh, 16.4 stars. Oh, I mean, so. it's it's not a great watch. It's a that's a drunk watch. That's a you put on the okay. background. Like if you're still paying attention, good for you. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. I just scrolled through the cast, and uh, about seven people down is Donald Pleasance. Uh, yeah, he plays a knockoff Doctor Strangelove. Honestly, one of the worst parts of the movie for me because he was just doing a fake German accent, and and you know he's okay because that he's, he's a dramatic actor. Like he he's. Sp- probably spoofing some of his james bond roles here yeah but also spoofing yeah <clears throat> fucking yeah Doctor strange love yeah because uh when i watched phenomena <coughs> yeah sorry when i watched phenomena he's in that he's the famously with a monkey butler the guy with the monkey butler who then, scolds his monkey butler yeah who's the monkey who runs around with a i forget if it's a knife or a razor blade or that monkey is the hero absolutely 100 percent. but yeah so and that's an italian it's it's dario argento it's an italian director and production that was filmed in switzerland so i yeah, guess but for, they speak italian but for a while there in the 70s donald pleasance was just making w- weird italian movies apparently which is great yeah, i love not? that i love that well when this this came out in what 70 74 74 according right. to the internet uh and and phenomena was mid 80s um it might have been 70s it's okay phenomenal. no no jennifer connelly was in it oh you're right jennifer connelly now when you say mid 80s do you mean 1985 the exact middle of the 80s because you nailed yeah, it yeah yeah so in between there is some halloween movies that's true when I he forgot. came back to the states yeah. just to suburbia just to watch a bunch of teens get killed yep with some nut job yeah i i want like uh I wish IMDb had a feature where you could not just see the timeline of films, but where they were made in that time. So we can just like this, watch. This was near the beach. We can just watch and him like, move around Europe, hit hit the, yeah. hit the states for a little bit, then come right back to the Alps, cruise around. This is near he the must beach. Have enjoyed you said. it, yeah. Let's see. I want to uh, see if it says yeah. where it takes place in the film. Let's I think see. it's supposed to take place in America. I mean, they they really wanted to be american in a lot of regards now it's starring the comedy team of terrence hill and bud spencer it says which uh oh terrence hill oh, was, yeah terrence hill was born mario Girotti, and uh Girotti. Bud, bud spencer was born as carlo pedersoli he the bishambare dude so the big guy is a professional swimmer and water polo player apparently Good for him. Uh, yeah, so he was born in Naples, in the Kingdom of Italy at the time. Napoli, the Kingdom Italia. Terence Hill, born in Venice, once again, Kingdom of Italy at the time. Venezia. Let's see. Oh, it was filmed in Italy and Spain. España. Yeah, and then there's a on Mar- on March twenty third, two thousand two. The film was remade with the same name as an homage to the original movie. So there's a new... So somebody else wanted to make money off of the same idea and story. Good, good. That was an homage. That's what homages are. We want to pay tribute by making money off of it. Yeah, also, I I can't... I don't see any information on that, so I don't know. All right. 
Well, I got I got one more for you, and yeah. I know exactly where this film was filmed. Uh, and that this is Harry in Your Pocket, starring James Coburn and a bunch of other jackoffs that I don't know. Was it filled in my, filmed in my pocket? Uh, yep, probably. Because Harry that. was in your pocket, and James Coburn played Harry. Love that. Uh, no, it was it was seventy three. I'm pretty sure is is the uh, date on that movie, and it was filmed in Seattle, Victoria, British Columbia, and Salt Lake City because they had so many establishing shots of like the only famous things from those places at those times. Nice. Love Seattle. Some was like, yeah, we got a we got a space needle and a monorail. Yeah, those are, that's still like the stuff there, isn't it? I think so. I mean, oh, you haven't been there. I haven't been there. Yeah, people tell you you'd like it, huh? They, they tell they me I'd love it. Space needle. They got a they got a big and a needle. Monorail. Grunge. They made grunge. They took Lo- out a highway. Love grunge. Mother love bone. Probably. Yeah. Oh, the sound garden is there. Yeah, you're you're a Cornell band, fan. Oh, it's what the band Soundgarden is named after is a sound garden it's yeah. not a very good name when you look at it that way i think you'd enjoy seattle from like i don't know thirty-two thousand feet like on your way somewhere else i will be doing that in nice. uh less than a month You're going be- to the couve going up to the couve couve and hard where i have to fill out canada's fucking app to let <laughs> me in yeah, they didn't have to do that in Harry in Your Pocket. Uh, but Harry in Your Pocket <laughs> wants to make pickpocketing cool. Uh, and it wasn't, I think, in the 70s, pickpocketing. And it it does not stand the test of time. Like, James Coburn plays, like, a big shot. And he's he's got uh, a lackey who's just, like, too old. But okay. what you don't know is, like, that guy's actually the, you know, he's, like, the, the co-partner. Like he's he's even fifty fifty with with James Coburn. He that guy just likes to present himself as the as the big cheese. But a young pickpocket in Seattle's uh, Union Station uh, is noticed by a young lady, and he tries to steal her watch. They take it to a fence, and the guy's like, "I'll give you like forty five bucks for it. I know you're looking for two hundred, but tell you what, I'll give you this tip. This big shot's in town, and guess what? They get to go on a wild ride with." the the big shot just because they're young and eager in the 70s so, so this is like gentleman bandits type of thing like we're, we're this trying is to make... more like the color of money okay it's it's the color of money but with pickpocketing around the pacific northwest into mormon country for some reason yeah i i know, I know there's like a f- i forget where in france but there's somewhere in france where like you go there to get pickpocketed like that's why you go and you're supposed to be like impressed at how easily they pick your pockets. It's like it is. It's like the movie apparently accomplished its goal for one region of France. Is there just the gypsy region of France? I don't mean to say that gypsies are pickpockets. Just I think all of France, all of France think, is gypsy France. I think the Rome, the Roma people live wherever they want, basically. Oh, okay. Fa- famously, and also I didn't mean to use the the slur. Or gypsy in the term slur. You're referring to the moths. It's fine. And the cabs. Yes. Ah, oh, the cabs. Yeah, I know. Uh, I love when they come out in spring. <laughs> yeah, it's like a thing. Like you, you, you go there with like a fake wallet or like an empty wallet, and you just 
you just see like how long it takes before you notice that it's gone. Some it sounds stupid as fuck. I do know that that's where the term sidekick comes from. That's my one pickpocketing fun fact. Okay. Sidekick is the name of your side, like your standard front side pocket. Because this was these these terms came about when gentlemen wore you know suit jackets that had pockets everywhere, and the easiest pockets to pick were like your 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 coat your outer coat pocket and then the hardest ones to pick were your sidekick the the front the one right on your thigh there where like the standard pocket is yeah. now because yeah. it's really hard to get to compared to the rest of you and right. so the term sidekick when it relates to like a superhero or something like this is like you put all your most important and reliable stuff in the sidekick because it's not going to get stolen like like it, it's reliable and okay. so that's apparently where the term comes from. That's all nice. I got on pickpockets. Uh, I have a lot on pickpockets. I don't, I don't know how how you want to do this time wise, but I mean, I I can I can riff for like maybe a minute and a half about this the the garbage content of this movie because I give Go. it less stars. But Go. yeah, so they want to teach you all of the lingo. Uh, yes. James Coburn plays the cannon. He is he is the guy who makes the dive, the dip. Goes goes for the take, but the, you got to use uh, a stall. The Dink and Dunk. Oh yeah, absolutely, Dinkin and Duncan. Uh, but you need a stall, stall. Okay. What's stall, a stall? Stalls the mark. Uh, okay. The, uh, you you need them to stop, stop in such a way that it makes it awkward and Th- therefore easy to stall take the pocket. But all right, James Coburn had an endless set of rules. It's one of these movies where you just constantly get the advice throughout the the movie, and like he, you know, sometimes he has to reiterate it. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, I never, I never hold the take, not for a second, not for thirty seconds. So like, he makes the pick, he picks the pocket, and then gives it to somebody else. I mean, he does hold it for like a second. He, he actually yeah, does. yeah. That's there's no other way to take anything without holding it. Yeah, like, with know. your hand. But anyway, they're James they pickpocket. All the while, they're trying to make pickpocketing in the seventies cool. It's not. It, I'm sorry, it's not. And it's like, not. Pioneer Square does not help. No. Uh, but a couple of bigwigs come down from from British Columbia, and they're like, "Man, Seattle's trash. You should come up to the big time, BC." Whoa! And so they go to Victoria because these guys, and th- that's. Those guys were in the movie for one scene to tell James Coburn to go to BC, and so he did. Like the the setting shifts in these movies make no sense because once they get to BC, they're like, "Ah, oh, we'll pick them. We'll go for their inside jacket pockets. That's where the money is." And then it's like, "Ah, they know about us. We'll go to Salt Lake City." That's also <laughs> weird to go so close. Like Seattle and Victoria are very close so like the setting visually probably didn't change much at all but also just traveling across the border just a weird band of people with a lot of cash and stolen wallets i mean they say they like to throw the wallets away but the kid let on that he was keeping them i can't be doing that it's probably one of the rules that's how you get nicked it's a lot of evidence yep yep bunch of bunch of wristwatches empty yeah, wallets. So I wouldn't, i'd watch both of those hammered again but I'd what was the name of that really hammered. One? It was Watch Out Harry in Your Pocket. Harry in Your Pocket. Yeah. Yeah, uh that's that's less than 50% rating on on whatever scale you want to give it, but yeah, I I give it worse than the the first one. I'd watch Watch Out We're Mad before I'd watch Harry in Your Pocket. And of course, 
you can watch Bobby's World, where you can see Howie Mandel pre-Butthole era. <laughs> yeah. Any advice for people that want to see Howie Mandel in this new post-Butthole era? No, I want to go back to the Butthole era. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone.